Sensitive about my shh. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom. I'm getting tired of your shh. You don't ever buy me nothing. Doom, 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 doom. Take it over, DJ. Every time. Do you know the words? I thought she was going to call me in it. Call Tyrone. Call him. Call him. Can we sing back, lady? Such a show off. I'm really not. Bad lady. Mm. You, you going to hurt your back. Carrying all them bags like that. <laughs> what? No, what was that? <laughs> Like, like that. Like that. You're the singer here. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode dos of the Hustle and Soul podcast. And clearly, I have my friend here, DJ. Hey, y'all. Most of y'all know her by her Instagram name is J underscore Ivory. Let me clarify. So, my name is Jordan. <laughs> but my friends... Call me Deej or DJ. So that's where all that comes from. Great. So I met DJ for my graduation photo shoot. I have been following her forever on social media. Mm-hmm. And I want to be real nice and fancy and get my makeup done and have a nice little photo shoot for graduation last year. Mm-hmm. And we met. And it was great. And I loved her personality and she was bomb. And I was like, oh, wait, we go to the same church. And I was like, <laughs> and so now we're friends. And I love her so much. She's like my big sister. So I want to bring her on today. So I feel like, I don't know. I just wish sometimes the conversations that we have, other people could like, you know, put their ear up to you and listen to the things that you say. Because you're so insightful and you're so smart. But you Aww. like, also keep it real. So that's why you're here today. Okay. But... um. You do a lot of things. You're like gifted and talented in many different areas. You're like a jack of all trades. So just introduce yourself um, and like what it is that you do. Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks. Welcome, friends. So much <laughs> for having me on your show. I'm super honored because this is the second show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it because... It's not very often you find somebody that you connect with very soon and, you know, hit it right off, you know, or OFF. But um, no, I'm super excited to be on the show today and I'm super proud of you and all the things that you're doing. So this is lit. Um, But I am, I mean, you introduced me pretty well. I am, I don't like to call myself a jack of all trades. I just would like to say I am a creative a multifaceted creative. And so I am a 
super like a serial entrepreneur in a sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, I currently do. I have a branding agency that I co-found. I co-founded with Lundy Lou. Shout out to Lundy Lou. She can't be with us today, but um, I co-founded Clarity House. It's a branding agency, a boutique branding agency here in Dallas. Um, and I get the opportunity to work with individuals, personal brands, and companies and help them up-level their business in so many different ways. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, it's me. Okay. So, number one question that I have that I would, I think other people know you or heard of you or are interested in knowing is um, we know about the Clarity House. We know you do makeup. We know you're, like, a very multifaceted businesswoman. But how did you um, – what's your story from, you know, working a regular, regular job and then making that switch to, like – being a businesswoman and like working for yourself. So what's the story behind that? And um, what lessons have you learned okay. in this process? Well, <clears throat> to be honest, what got me here today is because I've seen my mom um, be an entrepreneur. I've seen her really like trailblaze a lot of things. And so that I didn't know until I was old. I was like, wait, my mama did that. Like, my mama did that, too. You know how you look back and you're like, dang, my mama's kind of lit. So I was like, okay, mama, I see you trailblazing. So my mom was an entrepreneur. And a lot of things that she did, like, she was a creative. She was she did ceramics. She does ceramic, ceramics, and uh, which is, like, making uh, figurines and stuff like that, like That's plates cool. and stuff that you eat on today. I'm and like fancy. You know, figurines that you buy from at home or home goods. Like, she oh. makes those types of things, like the decorative things that you put in your house. Really and my cool. mom had a very entrepreneurial spirit. Like, she had, like, a computer business at one point. Then she opened up a, you know, after-school program that in all these places I had to work at. So, I learned <laughs> the hustle and bustle of it very soon, um, very early on. And I first started working when I was about 14 years old. I Super same. Like, listen, I had... Um, I actually made my own job. I noticed that there, because, okay, I'm from D.C., and so back at home, we don't have yards. We don't, I mean, we don't have, like, huge yards. We yeah. just have, like, front porches with, like, little, like, maybe, like, a small section of grass. Mm -hmm. And so I would notice that my neighbors would plant little flowers in it. Now, it's not, it's just really just big enough to plant, like, seven, seven flowers. Seven. And that's it. They're going to be beautiful, though. Like, <laughs> So I noticed that my neighbors were always picking out these little things. I didn't know what they were. They were weeds. Uh. <laughs> but I was so innovative. Like, I saw a need, and I was like, yo, you think if I charge you about $7 every time I come, you would pay, like, I can pick your weeds if you pay me $7 or however much I was charging back then. Lord knows what. And um, <laughs> that was my first summer job. Like, during the summer, I would have my clients. And I would pick okay, their weeds. Clients. Yeah, come on, clients. Okay. Listen, come I had on. a roster. I had about I had about seven homes. You know, on the, on the one street in DC, it's like fifty homes. So, because you live, it's like town row row houses. Yeah. So you live so close together. So I had about you know a good fifteen you know client base. I would go pick my weeds, and then I would go pick my weeds. Right. <laughs> then I would go to the corner store, and I would get me some chips, but. <laughs> You know, because that's all... Reward yourself. That's all that matters, Self right? Um, we didn't have no uh, businesses back then. We just spend it. Spend what you got. But no, I... Um, yeah, so that, was, so that was the start. So 14, started picking weeds. And then my mom was 
this entrepreneur and really groomed me. I had no idea my mom was grooming me. I had I had to see a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. So I left the, left for college at sixteen. Um, went to college, worked my whole way. Wait, pause. How'd you go to college at sixteen, bro? So, I don't know the story. <laughs> okay, so I grew up in a. I don't want to say like a troubled home, but like my environment wasn't the best. So I was very adamant about getting out, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, how can I get out? Well, if I graduate, the sooner I graduate, the sooner I can go off to college. Now I'm thinking I'm just going to go to college like in a regular state, you know, somewhere local. No, my mama sent me to Oklahoma. So anyway, <laughs> left for left home at 16, um, work all, worked all the way through college. And then after, like, I literally had every job. Like, I waited tables. I worked at a call center. I did print. Wow. I worked at this advertising company. I was a babysitter. I was, well, I did so many jobs. I promise you, every place I feel like I rode, I, well, I used to work. I worked at the movies. Like, Dang, oh, girl. worked at a gas station. Like, I did it all. Everything but strip. Like, praise the Lord, we didn't have to go that far. Amen. So, won't he keep you when you don't want to be strip? Won't he keep you? Um, no, for real. So I worked everywhere and then I graduated college and I really had this passion for makeup. Mm-hmm. So my mom wouldn't let me wear makeup. So I was sneaking with like black lip liner to school with and the, I was, uh, yeah, with the clear gloss. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. that was me. Yeah. And me and my friends, we all, right. yeah, we had our little liner. We had it ready with a, like I used to Poppin'. wear, listen, <laughs> it's popping. Okay. Little mama, where you at? Um, so I would do that, and then like I had this like weird obsession with like clothes and makeup. So my grandmother loved clothes, mm-hmm. and my grandma never wore the same thing twice. So seeing mm-hmm. that was like kind of like my granny too. Yeah, I wonder what it is about like that generation. Like I don't know. I don't know. This like fashion. I feel like I have a lot of friends that have grandmothers who are like super fashionable. Like taught us what we know about fashion, and like never wore the same thing. Isn't twice that weird? Like she literally put the date inside her clothes. Oh, like oh you ready. she ready. Like, so, so, like, so, mind you, keep all this in mind. So, my mom's a creative. She's an entrepreneur. My grandmother's, like, super into clothes. My mom didn't really like me, like me wearing makeup, but I was sneaking you. Was she strict? Like, were you sheltered as a child? So, yes and no. I was sheltered with her, but I really understood how to get out. Like, because growing up, um... It was just interesting how I grew up because I have a biological side and I have an adopted side. So my mom is actually my adopted mom. So I kind of knew the the rigmarole of like how to like I don't know. It's weird. I we can get it. We'll get into that later. But so long story short, I had all this like you know little bits and pieces of everybody in me. And so and after I graduated college, I. In college is where I really found my love for makeup and love for creativity. Mm-hmm. So I majored in music and audio engineering, vocal um, vocal, perform- vocal performance, um, and then I had a minor in worship arts because I went to ORU. So with those minors, they make you do production and all this kind of stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, let me let me figure this out. And then that is where I found my love for like just being super creative. And I would do makeup and charge people like seven dollars like i don't know what the number of seven but i feel like it was seven dollars so i would do makeup for all the homecoming games all the little <laughs> jams we had all the parties we had it was like oh it's these can you do my makeup these can you do my makeup and i was like yes and i loved it 
And so from there, I moved to Dallas, um, started working, you know, working a regular, schmegular job. Regular, schmegular. And it's something about when you hit life crisis or you just realize that you're unhappy. Yeah. And for me, I felt like I was in a box, like working a regular job. Um, although I had worked so many jobs, it was just something different in this point in my life. I was about 23, 24. And I felt like I was behind, of course. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I just was like, you know what? For the first time in life, I'm going to go something, go after something that I love. Yeah. And I wanted to really work on myself, like as a person, weirdly, right? right now. So, okay, friend. I'm, I'm like all ears right now. Give it to me, girl. <laughs> so I really was like, I need to work on myself. What does DJ like to do? And I found that... Doing makeup was like, really anything creative was like, if it was doing makeup yeah. or working behind the scenes for something or being called to, like, people would be like, hey, DJ, can you come on set for me or do this for me or mm-hmm. help me with this? And it was like something I couldn't even sleep at night because I was so excited to do. Yeah. And I felt, and I found that makeup was like something that I knew how to do. I'm self-taught, never went to school for it, never, I just studied my craft. I was always watching and learning and reading books and looking at magazines. Like, I honestly learned how to do makeup by watching, not watching, looking at magazines Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, if that looks like that, let me try to copy it, duplicate it on my face, right? Anyway, so I was like, let me go after something. And I just went after it. I got a group of models together. Okay. 13 in one day never do that 13 (laughs) models and i had reached out to a photographer that was here in dallas and i was like hey i really want to start my portfolio because i want to become a i want to become a makeup artist not knowing that i already was right yeah and i just went after it and i realized that me going after makeup like was the the that that was like the fire to the trail of me opening all these other gifts and talents that was on the inside of me. And um, being a makeup artist wasn't just about, oh, let me make you look cute, but it was about building relationships. It was about how do you network? How do you build clientele? How do you um, have client retention? How do you make them come back and get it done again? Like, I didn't know I was learning all these different things. And from there, I realized that when you team up with people or you partner with people, that you are better together. So it was mm-hmm. like combining gifts and talents and seeing what will look good in you and what look good in you there. Speak a word. And really just bringing together like this team. And I was like, well, at the time it was this, a young lady. I was like, well, you're good at photography. I'm good at makeup. Makeup and photography go well together. Yeah. Maybe we should really work together and try to build this thing out and really build like a platform Mm -hmm. that is not really accepted in normal society because people are like, hey, you need to get a real job in order to make money. I'm like, no, you can create a lane you want to be in. Yeah, you can create the life you want to live. Yeah, you you can totally create the life you want to live. And so from there, it was like my purpose helps other people walk in their passion, so let me do that. Yeah. So that really is what opened up the door for me to be in this creative space. Um, and And honestly... During that time of building, I hit rock bottom. I had lost my job. I went from living downtown Dallas in a high-rise apartment to a couch Mm. for, like, a long time. It was very humbling. But it was in that season where I really learned what I was made of. I had to use what I had. And had to use the gifts and talents I wanted inside of me that that were lying dormant. And it was those networking skills. It was those, you know, building relationships and reaching back out to clients and using my network that I had to really focus on. And um, in that moment of being 
super low. I just went after it. And I built a company and that was super exciting. And then that transitioned to even a branding agency. So yeah. now I'm here today with the full branding agency here in Dallas, uh, providing other creators opportunity to work and grow and Come learn on, the Black business. excellence. So yeah. I'm here for you it. You better give opportunities and build because across. Because I didn't have those resources <laughs> like I feel like I'm so creative because I didn't have that much. I feel mm-hmm. like the less you have, the more creative yeah, you are. Yeah, because you have to make do with what you have. Yes, I feel like the most creative people are people that are able to make something out of nothing. Right. So I think, did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. Okay. You did a great job. Okay, great. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. <laughs> so um, you've kind of started from the bottom and... Now I'm here. Here, all the way here. And like built your way up and have made so many connections um, and you're really doing what it is that you want to do. And I feel like, um, and this is my perspective, but I know that others share the same sentiments. Um, many of us work a nine to five that we maybe are not all the way happy out or I mean, let's be honest, like we have bills. Right. Um, so we do this job because we need to pay the bills and we might like it, we might not, but we know that's not like our full fledged passion. So when you scroll and you see different influencers and people on social media and YouTubers and bloggers and stylists and makeup artists, whoever, um, working from home, being their own boss and like living this like glamorous life, working from the crib and making a lot of money doing it, um, it's very inspiring and it's very motivating and kind of put some fire under your butt to like kind of figure out how you can like monetize like what you're doing and how you can kind of be in the space that they're in because it worked for somebody else so like what it is what is it that I need to do to make work for myself but that's like you know Instagram is a highlight reel we only see like the good parts Definitely. of people's day um when they want to like show how they leveled up and how they bossed up and kind of mm-hmm. flash you know like they made it to a certain point and now they get to do this but just like anything in life like it's not all golden and roses and sweet and peachy and cream so from transitioning out of your regular regular job regular regular um from living in this high rise to staying on someone's couch and then kind of like rebranding yourself and finding your purpose and now owning or co-owning this creative um, branding agency um what's a not so glamorous side that people don't get to see about people who are their own boss and like work from home or freelance because i feel like we just we're just um sold the picture perfect like life and how great it is but like with anything there's issues behind the scenes so what are some of the experiences that you've had issues with or just kind of learn some lessons from with being your own boss that people who are working to get to the level that you're at or working to be able to do that for themselves can expect listen <laughs> <laughs> so the people don't show the many times they car decline like i remember so Damn. many times <laughs> Man, they don't show when so they... So haven't they got to check it in the savings? Right, All listen. the money is in your savings? <laughs> listen, all the money is in your savings, and that savings ain't even there. Like, it's not even... There is no savings, right? I'm so weak. It's no, it's no savings. It's like, you jump out on this limb, and people don't show the many times that they was really trying to figure out how they was going to eat. Like, I still eat Top Ramen, because it, it's still days that I'm just yeah. like, well, wait, Lord. Lord, okay, God. Because it's, this thing is not easy, yeah. you know. I cannot, I cannot express, you know, like the many times my car got repoed. I mean, my 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 car wasn't that expensive, you know. The, <laughs> my car note was not that. Expensive. I mean, it's real. Like the many times your car get repoed, the disappointments, the failures. People don't show the many no's that they got. The people that said, you know what, not not right now, mm-hmm. or 
the the lack of support. Mm. You know, people acting like social. I don't want to get on a rant about social media. Go, go ahead, go for it, girl. But social media, I just don't want y'all that are. Ooh, I sounded real country. I, I just I, don't want I, y'all. Listen, they should got me over here with this swing. <laughs> the swing, it's a swing. Okay, all right, y'all that's listening. Okay, you got to follow us on social media to really, like, get a feel of this swig because it's hilarious. But anyway. I'm dead. Man, the struggles and the disappointments. You know, the glamour, the, the ugly parts are... You you get burnt out. Yeah. Or you or you feel like you're not enough. Yeah, I felt that um, on a spiritual level. You feel... Like, God is not hearing you, or you have this idea and people don't support you. Yeah. You know, or you just, you don't. When that's like, as a creative, like, those things are the most vulnerable parts of yourself. So when people aren't accepting of it, or kind of like talk down or critique it, it's like you're critiquing me Mm -hmm. and like my heart and my soul as a person. And so it's hard not to take it personally and want to keep moving. I mean, and money is not all about, it's not the only thing, but money is a big part of it. You know, Man, I didn't have support from my family for a while because I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I had to struggle with just my own anxiety of, like, knowing I am good at what I do because you can, the, the, ooh, the monster of comparison is real yes. out here. And then we get on social media and it looks like everybody's like, yeah, I did it. I bossed up. I got this. I make six figures. I do this. And we just out here trying to make a thousand dollars like literally just trying to we just, trying to, it's like so many people i get irritated because so many people on social media like make your first six figures i'm like what about the people that's just trying to make five grand i honestly just, you know what i mean like i could just use a couple extra hundred you see what i'm saying and it's i mean that's not just where we start but i feel like yeah. you know we don't talk about the the depression and the anxiety and the yeah. emotional feelings that go into entrepreneurship and Woo, speak a word. Listen, we don't talk about we the don't. mental health you need to and do this and entrepreneurship is not just oh I that's okay. For, mm, for, let's be clear. I'm feeling this. Entrepreneur is not uh, entrepreneur is not just oh I can do makeup. An mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneur and being self employed is two different things. Yeah. And so we have to be very, we just throw around the word entrepreneur and all this kind of stuff loosely. Like, we have to be very clear. Like, for a while, I was self-employed. Mm-hmm. I did makeup. I charged people to do makeup. I didn't have no business sense. I didn't try to build a team. I didn't have any any site of uh, expansion or anything. I just did what I did and collected my coins, which is fine. Yeah. And for some people, that is perfectly fine. Yeah. An entrepreneur is someone that, that builds businesses yeah. to either either run, expand, or sell. And so you have to be very clear where you are because being self-employed is not easy either. It's just it's two and two run, run together. And I think that uh, we don't talk about the struggles enough. Like, you got, it's okay yeah. to, li- like, we make it like we have to <laughs> live in this perfect, like, world. Like, we got to be on our own. Like, you can't live with nobody. You can't drive that 06 Ultima. You can't drive the, you got to have a new Benz. You got to be yeah, by yourself with yeah, granite countertops. Like, yeah. back in the day, uh, living single, <laughs> they, was, they was roommates look, until they got on their feet. Look, like, I don't know. Up. Listen, uh, family matters, they look, look, was straight at home. Look, like, bro, like 10 people in the house. Like, 10 <laughs> house. Like, who was moving out? We was at mama in the house. Like, it's okay. We, we was regular smuggler and making I'm it so happen. Dead. But I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, like with hustle and soul, 
that's something that I picked up on. So I'm not self-employed, like that's the goal. But I think just working for a really large influencer and having influencer friends throughout college and post-college, um, one of the things that I noticed and I'm all about like the heart of the person and character of a person and how someone's doing. Like I don't really care about your material possessions right. or your status in society. Just how are you as a person? And in these friendships and relationships, I noticed that whether you were like an entrepreneur or a creative or you had your nine to five, but your ultimate goal was to quit that and be able to pursue like your creative projects full time. Um, one of the things that I've noticed with people who maybe were higher level or their income was based on their performance with their um, projects was that they were lonely or they had um, anxiety or depression or they have what seems like a ton of friends or this high level status and got to go do all the cool, fun, amazing things that people working to get to that level admire and wish that they had, but they're really unhappy on the inside. Um, so I think I love that you're like touching on that and your experience um, kind of rising to like where you are right now because I think that, you know, all that glitters ain't gold and the it's grass not. isn't always green on the other side and new levels, new devils. So that's like part of the reason why I started Hustle and Soul because I feel like as women of color who are creative, I, th- I just feel like we're so most multifaceted and many of us, at least I know my audience specifically, have their nine to five or they're in school but they're pursuing something on the side with the hopes that they can do that full time um so i just think kind of using my platform and the people i know who are kind of at arrived at this level or are like a good role model for Mm -hmm. people who want to aspire to that level like let's learn from you and kind of pick your brain and see what is that you've learned and what the lessons are that um you've kind of like learned through life and through this process so that um what is it that I'm trying to say you know like you said that you didn't have the support you didn't have anybody there to teach you you didn't have mm-hmm. anyone who was there for you so let's kind of like pass that down so yeah. that people who look up to you can kind of know what to expect and take care of themselves as a black woman who is trying to pursue their creative goals in a world that already is like going against them in every way I want to clarify, I think that when I say I didn't have support, I feel like my mom didn't want me to make the mistakes that she made because I mentioned earlier that she was also an entrepreneur and very mm-hmm. creative. And I think because my mom didn't really follow through on a lot of the things, like she sits on her creativity. Like mm-hmm. when I was younger, she was really good at ceramics and doing all these businesses. But now it's like I don't, no, there's no fruit from it, you okay. know. Yeah. And so for me, my mom didn't want me to make the same mistakes because she didn't have any you know, tangible fruit from it, which she could, and I push her all the time. But um, I feel like that trans transcend into the mistakes, like the stuff that I've learned. And um, you had asked me, like, what is some of the things that I've learned along the way and without having support and all that kind of stuff. First of all, I learned that I have nothing to prove to nobody. <laughs> like, I, like, I learned that yeah. this is my life, and... And if God has given me these talents and gifts and this purpose, he's given it to me. It's not mine. He will provide everything for me. So I have nothing to prove to no human on this earth. My only goal is really, and not to be super deep, but my only goal is really to just make sure that I do what he's called me to do. And I can't be trying to prove to Bebe and him over here. Not Bebe and him. I know. That's my (laughs) go-to. I 
can't prove to I can't be over here trying to prove them that I'm bomb when I already know that he's made me bomb. So I think that can we all just take a moment and lift <laughs> our hands and receive that word of our life? I think that a lot of times we have to realize there's nothing I have nothing to prove. Like if I gotta drive this Ultima until the wheels literally fall off, I will do that. Like yeah. I don't gotta stunt on social media. Like yeah. I don't have to if I gotta save up, move in with my homegirl or my brother or my auntie or my grandma to save up some coins. I, I can do that. I don't have to live above my means. I have nothing to prove to nobody because I am building something. Mm-hmm. I am building a legacy. I am building my name. And that, t- that is a process. A yeah. number, another thing that I learned that I can't skip the process. You can't. I cannot. Yeah. You can't. We say, oh, don't skip the struggle. No. The struggle and the process, all, it's like... You can't skip none of that. Like, you have to go through one. You can't skip from one to ten. Yeah. Like, you really cannot. Like, no, I want y'all to understand. You really (laughs) cannot. So, it's like, don't do not do it. Like, if you have to take a few steps back to get it, do it. Yeah. Because I messed up so many times by trying to, like, go around, cut corners. But you're better now. So much better. It took some time, but. It took some time. (laughs) I I learned that, um, like, be true to who you are. I don't care if you're in a room full of white people, black mm. people, Hispanic. Yeah, say that. I don't care if you feel like you don't have the best education or you have the highest education. Be true to who you are. I feel like you have the most impact when you're vulnerable. Absolutely. Your influence is the strongest when you're being true to yourself and you're being your vulnerable self, which kind of crazy you said that. It like leads into my next question that I have for you or the next kind of topic. Um, so there's so much pressure to be perfect and to show the good times and to be somebody else's goals i feel like we all feel that pressure Mm -hmm. like from our instagram picture that we post to the filter that we use and how we edit it to the caption that we use down to making sure we're using the right hashtag so other people can find it and um (laughs) after a while we start to curate this picture of ourselves and kind of get tricked into believing like only the good sides of ourselves are the only the good sides of our lives instead of really going there and understanding that the hard times and the the parts of ourselves that aren't fully developed or that we're having struggles and issues with um so i think for me like vulnerability is just something that i really value as a person in in my relationships and like i was mentioning earlier i feel like that's how you have the most influence so um how do you think being vulnerable and staying true to yourself has helped you and how can it help other people who are listening um to just kind of not give into that pressure to always feel like you have the have to have the most picture perfect like instagram feed and you have to have the most picture perfect like pitch yeah. and introduction about who you are when you meet someone in person um, and just really getting back to the real of like who we are and connecting on that level of as like humans who are all going through shit and like struggling. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> vulnerability has helped me. I had to understand that um, I can't take nobody to a place I ain't never been. <laughs> so I feel like that was spit out my drink. Don't you do so it? Good. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's a swing. It's a swing. <laughs> I feel like I've learned that. And it's, it's, it's a couple of folks here, so bear with me. So I feel like being transparent with, for me personally, I feel I learned that I can't, I can't help somebody if I ain't never been through it. Yeah. So how can I help you if I'm not honest about where I've been? 
you know and yeah. I think a lot of times we, we don't want to be honest and face the real life situations and that causes us to only show the highlights because if I don't have the highlights then they won't like me right and it's like right. it's all of this trying to be accepted and it's like no I you know I thought about posting like a couple of weeks ago I had a really like weird moment like I had money in my account but for some reason, my card wasn't working. So I thought, oh, maybe I overspent. And, I, you know, normal life, you overspent, don't have no money. Yeah. So I was, like, real, like, super, like, honest about it. And it was like, I told my friend, I was like, yeah, girl, my card declined. And she was like, why would you tell everybody your card declined? Because that's real life. No, like, don't sit here, friend, like, your card ain't Don't act like you got $7,000. Like, you had to show me pulling up my app before I go. Listen. Like, Let me make sure I got enough. But sis. I realized that <laughs> even in those months, she was like, girl, why would you? Say, but I realized like you people connect to that people connected with me and they was like you know what I fool with you mm-hmm. because people are tired I'm not I'm, I'm just telling you people are tired of the yeah, extra extra picture perfect yeah. we're over that like yeah. you ever you can spot it from a mile you can spot away it from too. a mile away like you got your cute caption that is a meme that you done turn into a caption you got yeah. to your cute pose everything's yeah. perfect you're smiling in every picture you yeah. love every Monday you uh <laughs> come on in. like some Mondays suck yeah some honestly. weekends are dry yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> everything is like yes. and it's like okay I now I know I know everything ain't perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything match your hair bomb, nails bomb, everything. Everything bomb. did. I'm like, no, I need, I need to feel right now. And it's okay. like, you know, I feel like <laughs> vulnerability has helped me connect with people. Right, right. Because now I'm able to connect with you and help you. Yeah. I'm able to connect with you and build like this tribe of people that we rock together. Like mm-hmm. I got you, you got me. You know, I posted something on my Instagram the other day about prayer, and it was, it blew my mind that so many people was like, "Thank you for sharing this." Yeah, I just was sharing my notes from from service, and it was like people were like legit, and I didn't think it was. I wasn't trying to be super extra. I was just like, "Listen, this helped me. This might help you. Might help you." <laughs> and it's the honesty in it. Like I'm really trying to get my life together. Yeah, and I feel like if we just um, focus more on being ourselves and being true to the moment, now we ain't got to go out here and tell us, you know, tell everybody what's going on mm-hmm. and every moment of our lives. I mean, you can keep some stuff to yourself, yeah. but I think there's a lot to be said for someone who is um, okay with being themselves and kind of being in process and sharing yeah. that they're in process because, because I'm going to connect with you before I connect with somebody who I feel like I can't relate to because they got all their shit together and I don't have mine. Like, and, and another <laughs> thing, you, 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 you paint this false picture. Right. And... Um, I feel like transparency and being authentic to who you really are is key because society has taught us to be fake. Society has taught us to be scripted. Like, yeah. the, just a few moments ago when we were figuring out the Instagram post, I was like, I don't like, I, if I got to re-record, I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's whack. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit up here. I watch my friends and I watch my that DJ, you so, and I'm like, it's not that I'm so nothing. It's just like, I don't have the energy. Like, either you like it or you don't. Yeah. Like, I love myself so much that just like um, I was listening to a motivational speaker the other day, she said the same thing I was feeling. I like myself so much that your like is extra. Oh, <laughs> say that one more time. I like myself so much that your like is just extra. That was a word. And it's when you really love <laughs> and you like yourself and you're okay with where you're at, wherever you're at in your process, if you're just in conception stage where you're thinking about starting a yeah. blog, where you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'm here to tell you that once you start doing it, there are going to be people that don't like you. They're going to mm-hmm. say you're hating. They're going to they're gonna fall off because you're doing better. You're not but guess on their what? level. You're not on their level. I, 
Be true to yourself. <laughs> be true to yourself. Be show us the process. Right. We nosy. Right. You build a tribe when you let people in. Look, that's like the number one lesson I've learned. When you let people in a little bit, and I'm giving y'all social media etiquette. Like, just let them in a little bit. Let them feel like they're sitting in the car with you. Let them feel yeah. like, you know, they're sitting on the couch with you. Be honest. Yeah. If you're having a bad day, have a bad day. But don't stay there. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to mess up. You know, I was, I, I'm always reading. I actually don't watch TV, so I'm always reading. And I'm always, I was reading this book, and it had this quote in it. Well, the, the man was saying... You know, I actually enjoy, I try to fail and I try to fail fast because the faster I fail, the the sooner I learn. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of Will Smith's um, Instagram. If you're, way, not, if you're not, if you're not, yes, Will Smith is creating his Instagram. I'm trying to Instagram. I'm Instagramming nations. I'm like, I'm Instagramming. Like, he blesses my whole entire life. Um, I think. Will Smith creating an Instagram account is the best thing that happened to me He's in 2018. But he had a story on there that was saying, um, just speaking on his experience and that, like, we shouldn't have such a negative relationship with failure. Not at all. And failure is always going to be what propels us um, and makes us learn the lessons we need to learn to be great at the end of the day. And that also reminds me of... Um, I don't know if y'all watched it. It's the interview that T.D. Jakes did with Stephen Furtick. Oh, that's so good. And he was saying, um, you know, like, failure is a part of life. Every successful person experiences failure. And be okay with that. Because if you go through something and it doesn't work out and that's not the thing, that will be the thing that leads you to the thing that's that makes you the thing. Like, Listen, I failed so many times. I felt with moving too fast. Yeah. I moved too fast. I had... I got into partnerships that I had no business getting into. Mm-hmm. I, I I tried to do things that I wasn't supposed to be doing. I I, I messed up. I, I failed my clients. Yeah. I overpromised. I underdelivered. I did the wrong thing at the wrong time. I was in wrong places at the at the wrong. I was in the right places at the wrong times. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking. I look back over my life and I'm like, dang, God, you was showing me some legit things and I missed it yeah. and I failed yeah. and. But I'm so grateful for grace and grateful for just that ability to, like, snap out of it and get back on track. And sometimes you're going to have to snap yourself out of it and get right back on track. I feel that. So along with, like, vulnerability, it's a, it's a Vulnerability. Okay. Come on, voice. <laughs> Why did I sing that? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I just got so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know me like this. Well, you think you're the Mississippi mask choir? Listen, I man. really feel like I'm the whole choir. <laughs> like, no, 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 Like, ma'am, you are, like, just not even. That's so funny. If y'all watch my Insta story. Please watch her Instagram story. You know, she's so funny. I have so much to give y'all. So much to give. <laughs> but um, in the realm of transparency and being vulnerable on social media and in this creative entrepreneur space, um, one thing that I was really thinking about um, that has kind of been affecting me, so... I don't think I know everything. I don't think I have it all together. That's all I got is like genuine relationships that I build with other people right. that just so happen to have Same a platform. Here. Same here. And I don't seek out these relationships wanting anything from anybody. It's just, hey, I think you're cool. Hey, this was a funny Instagram story. We go Absolutely. back and forth. And before, you know, we're meeting up for lunch. And now we like have friendship and share secrets and 
motivate each other and dare for each other in the hard times. And that's kind of how I've built these relationships with people who have platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so being someone who kind of hate to like phrase it this way, but at least in Dallas knows the ins and outs of the influencer circle and knows who's who and has these relationships with people and also having my own platforms. It's gotten really hard for me to determine when someone wants to be my friend because they want to be my friend and they genuinely want to get to know me or who wants to be my friend because they feel like they can get something out of me mm-hmm. or kind of infiltrate my circle and get to know the people that I know. And I don't want to... Um, I don't want to be guarded. Right. Because vulnerability is something that I value, but also, like, you don't want nobody to play you. Yes, absolutely. You want to be able to spot it from a mile mm-hmm. away. So I'm kind of at this place in life where a lot of people will approach me or want to be my friends or I meet so many people. There's a connection there. And then when we start to have conversation, I'm just like, okay, what is this? Like, Yeah. I think for you, uh, and I don't mean to cut you off before you ask your question, but I think for you, I, I, I do admire your ability to build relationships. I admire your authenticity as well. Like, I don't, I don't think it's by chance that you're able to connect with people because real recognize real, okay? And I feel like you have these, this platform and these con- relationships because you're just real and you connect with people who are real and the light that in you attracts people to you regardless. So a lot of it comes from just that light that people are attracted to, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, when you get higher up, people are going to be, regardless, I don't care if you had connections or not, you as a person is going to have this light, this genuine light that people are going to be attracted to. So whether it's, whether, I, I, if you were to strip everything away, whether you know people or not, people are going to be attracted to you because of the light that you possess. And then and you have to understand that as a leader, People are going to be attracted to you because they need something. Right. They need hope. They need real love. They need they need help. Mm-hmm. They need to be guided. And they won't be able to give you nothing in return. in return. Nothing. Leaders, you think about pastors, teachers, all these... Uh, big names that who are leaders that are trailblazing for the United in the United States and for our culture and mm-hmm. all these big names and do you just think that they just just people just good people just flock to them? No, there are people that just come because yeah. they need something and they don't have nothing to give in return. So I feel like when you understand that about yourself, you'll learn how much to give and how much not to give. And I feel like it comes with discernment sermon and knowing I feel like I have literally been through that up and down up and down and I was like what is wrong with me yeah. why why can't you never keep no friends honestly like, <laughs> oh I don't got no friends you know you just <laughs> <laughs> you break it real high like <laughs> like and then, this right here just get real chunked up like, real tight man I just real tight man I was good to her I was good to him I didn't do nothing to nobody man, else I was there for them <laughs> Is it me? Is it me? And it's not leaders. When you understand who you are, you you will know that people will come to you and won't be able to give you nothing in return because they're attracted to that light. Yeah. And so 
I think that it is really important that you do learn to have a little bit of discernment and just give people, give them that. You know how we get on a job and they got a 90-day grace period? Okay, 90-day probation. Yeah, you know a 90-day <laughs> probation. Let me see how you really act. Let me test the waters. Oh, my gosh, wait. Look. I, okay, I have this. So, <laughs> this has really been, like, weighing heavy on my heart and just, like, I even made an Instagram post about it the other day. Um, like, what did I say? I said, I wonder what would happen this year if we stopped trying so hard to align ourselves with the right people and just try to focus on aligning ourselves with who God says we are and what we're mm-hmm. supposed to do. And so I was talking to my friend Monica about this, and she drew me this like little diagram that she's like been using for her life. Um, so it's like circles inside of circles inside of circles. So the core of the circle is um, you and your relationship with God. Um, focusing on that and that's where the majority of your energy goes that's where the majority of your time and your focus goes and then that next circle is your tribe so the people who know your deepest mm-hmm. darkest secrets you know if you was stranded out on the road or you just needed some groceries because you was tired you was hungry and you ain't got nothing to your name like they will be able to support you and they genuinely like have those feelings towards you and will care about you and then outside circle you distribute your energy one thing that I've been having to learn is how to budget my energy. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, the same way you budget mm-hmm. your finances, you need to budget your energy. Same way. Who you say yes to, who you say no to. So, in that would be your community, whether um, that's your church community or any organizations you're a part of, your acquaintances, um, your network, your extended family, um, your coworkers and relationships at work. Because, to be honest, you spend more time with your coworkers if you have a regular, regular job Listen. like me. You spend more time with I them was than always you do with, with your family. <laughs> Um, and then budget your time between your mentors and your influences or your um, influencers on your life. And then outside of that circle, uh, we struggle with how to name it real nice, but I think we settled on potentials. Like <laughs> I call them associates, associates. Or, or constituents. Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. That sounds real. Those are my constituents. Like okay. y'all know each other, y'all cool. <laughs> but it's, I mean, if you give your energy, you do. If you don't, yeah. you don't. You know. And I think like just. Um, as someone who knows that they have influence and someone who cares about people, um, I think you could probably like speak on this too. You kind of, it's hard to not feel obligated to like helping somebody or like feel obligated to like say yes to every time you're invited to come out and like, maybe not you, maybe you've grown past that part, but me, I'm still like working through, (laughs) working through that. Um, someone wants to hang out with me or someone wants to spend time. I'm always like, Oh dang, like let me say yes because whatever, whatever. Um, and I have to learn that I can't do that because I don't have any time left for me at the end Absolutely of the day. Absolutely not. I don't have any time left for my family at the end of the day or the glow print or hustle and soul. Um, so I've really just been learning this year like the art of discipline and the art of like saying no and sticking by your no, not feeling bad about it because your relationships with other people will never be more important than the relationship that you have with yourself. That part. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Listen, no, it's the most liberating word I learned in 2017. No, what you doing? Nothing. Not nothing. <laughs> what you doing? No thing. Like <laughs> two separate boo bubbles. Yeah. No and thing. No and thing. Right. <laughs> I think you know. I have relieved myself of the pressure of trying to be there, be everything to everybody every time. Because at the end of the day, everybody cares about themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's just you. Yeah. You know, when you come home 
And you take your bra off and you throw it across the room. Look, because I should be slinging it right there on that white Listen. chair. Sling it, darling. Sling it. Sling it. <laughs> Car. Turn on grownish. Listen. This is us and call it a night. Listen, I sling it and get in the bed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With my butt. But I think that if when you really understand the word no, like, it'll be a next time. Like you have to, pri- you have to learn how- just like that diagram is. You prioritize what's important. Like I really, honestly, when people, inv- I get invited to so many things, yeah. and I'm not saying that to be cocky or anything like that. But people are always like, "Hey, can you come to my event?" Or "Hey, are you gonna do this?" Or "Hey, can we do lunch?" Or "Hey, can we do?" Th-? First of all, <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> and I say hey, no, because no, I'm joking. I do. I say hey, and I decline nicely because I always think about would it. Not, it's not always about what am I getting in return, but it's always like, what is this exchange going to be? Yeah. Like over the years, over the year, I have really understood that I have to dedicate time for myself. Like if it's cutting into my time, like I literally schedule my time. I schedule my time. Yeah. Like after five o'clock, some days, depending on what day it is, I can't, I won't be able to make it. If it's a Tuesday and you are inviting me to an event. Now, if it depends, it just depends. Yeah. You know, you have to be there for yourself. And I feel like I was I was overexerting myself. And I'm an extrovert introvert. Oh, me too, girl. Me too. Me so too, after too. like after me hanging out for a while, I'm like, oh, I need to recharge. And you have to have time to yourself to be in your thoughts. It's okay. Because being there every day, all the time, always saying yes, you're going to exhaust yourself, you're going to get burnt out, and then you're going to feel like nobody's there for you, and when you need them the most, because you didn't say yes to everything, you didn't have to say yes. That's true. And you have to understand that they will be okay. Yeah, they will. It will get done tomorrow. Yeah. You didn't finish that? Okay, there is tomorrow. Yeah. You know, of course, be diligent and be... You know, intentional. And that's another thing. We always doing stuff because we're not intentional. Look, I said, oh, I said on the last podcast, 2018 is the year of being intentional. That's, and that's another thing. Yeah. We out here overexerting ourselves because we're not intentional about what aligns with our core and our core goals. Writing the check that we got to cash ourselves without the help of the Lord. Come on. Okay. Because it's like, does this align with the intentions of this year? Mm-hmm. Do I have to be at every event? What I like about Malik is that she really turned down speaking gigs. Yeah. She was like, no, that does not align with what I'm doing right now. I cannot do it. I will not do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. And stood by that. And it's okay. Because we feel like we're going to fall off. Yeah. If, we, if we're not on the scene. If we're not, if we're not on, with the right people. If we're not in such and such as Instagram story. If we're not... Tagging such I'm gonna tell y'all today. I'm still getting my coins. Okay. Look. I'm not. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have all the events. I'm not at everybody's lineup. I'm not in everybody's Insta story. I'm not tweeting at everything. I'm yeah. not redoing this. I'm not on Instagramming that. And I'm still okay. Yeah. And life moves on. Yeah. We have to relieve ourselves of trying to be on the mix, all the mix, because some of that associated with that ain't good. Yeah. But that's because you're true, staying true to yourself. True. All the way. Like what your calling is and what it is that you know you're supposed to do. And I think that when, like I said earlier, when you're in alignment with what God said, with who God says you are and what He's called you to do versus what everybody else has going on and trying to put yourselves in the right situations in your brain, He'll elevate you. This is the year I said what I said. Oh, come on, the year of I said what I said. I said no. (laughs) No thing. No thing. Because a lot of times we we feel guilty because. We don't we don't do something. No, that doesn't align with what my goals are this year, so I cannot spend that. 
I cannot do that. Look, and because then, we shall be leaving church like, all right, bro, I got about $8. Where are you trying to go? That's that's my max. Like, what did you do? <laughs> let's, let's just say, you know what, not today. <laughs> and if you a real friend, okay, $8. Okay, we got 16 Okay, we going to Whataburger or what? Like, <laughs> like you getting a 13 What you getting? You know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. We going to sit in the car and eat. Okay, cool. No tip. Got a big old drink. You full. Like, you fine. <laughs> so it's like, no, I'm not going to stretch this $8 to be sitting around at a brunch cafe knowing I only order eggs and a biscuit. I'm dead. You know what I mean? Like, for what? For what? Well, you could have been full at McDonald's <laughs> on your couch and your PJs. You're speaking to somebody. Somebody needs to book DJ today. Listen, y'all don't want me to come speak for y'all. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm not going to give you no sugar-coated come to Jesus moment. I'm going to tell you the real truth. But I think that's why so many people are like drawn to you and connected to you and your platform. Like no matter what it is that you're showing you're doing, whether it's a cute picture that you took in a shoot or somebody's face that you beat or a funny Instagram story, like you always stay true to yourself. And um, I think that's why you're so special and you're so important and why you have the influence that you do have. You know, I really, and the, the crazy thing is, I don't feel like I have an influence. If I could be completely honest and transparent with you, I struggle just like everybody else. I struggle with my, inf- whatever that word is, my influence. I struggle with feeling like I'm okay. Like, I was very insecure about doing a podcast because I know that I don't speak the most professionally or I don't say the most. Here pro- we get a little ratchet over here. So you know, I can't help it. I, can't, <laughs> I don't have the most profound statements or the right. most, you know, like, eloquent speech. Like, I am who I am. And... I can't I can't be anybody else, but I do struggle with those insecurities still. Like when people ask me to do things, I get really nervous about it because I'm just like, I can't I can't say it like such a Girl, you seem like such a natural right now though. Girl no. And I can't <laughs> but I'm just telling you like I struggle. I struggle yeah. with like, you know, sometimes it is hard when you see other people being blessed and you're not. Like, what mm-hmm. is that about? Like, what do you do in that season? Do you, you learn, you have to learn these hard lessons of congratulating people when you're not happy. Yeah. You know, and rooting for other people rooting, when you ain't got nothing to root for in your own life. Listen, Look. you got to keep rooting. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that I'm, you know, I'm so confident in this influencer world because I'm really not. Like, mm-hmm. it actually overwhelms me that people follow me and like my pictures and comment and ask me questions like or not just on Instagram like in real life people yeah. call me all the time or always want to meet up like you don't know how many coffee dates I say no to because I'm just like I don't have the capacity to sit and talk mm-hmm. to you because I just don't have it because no thing because no thing no. what you doing no thing oh, do, you think, <laughs> do you think do you think we could do no lunch, lunch, no ma'am no. I mean, I decline nicely. Like, it's a no for me. It's a no. It's, it's because... I love that. It's a no. Because I'm trying to learn that it's a no. It's a no for me. Like, um, maybe, you know, I always am very passive aggressive. But sometimes I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. oh, I, let, me, let me get back to you. And yeah. a lot of times... You know, now if you're listening to this and I don't text you maybe next Look, week, I don't mean don't, that. Don't be in your feelings. Okay? Don't be in your feelings. No, sometimes it is maybe next week because I am busy. I do run an agency here. But Look busy and blessed. Come on. Busy and blessed. Come on. Listen, no, I like booked and blessed because busy, because we can be busy doing the wrong things. I want to be booked. No, let's just be booked. Meaning, and blessed. booked, I'm in my purpose. You know what I mean? Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, mm, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> is you know, um, they should, I don't want you to get overwhelmed by people. And as your platform grows and as you become even more connected with even higher than what you thought you could ever imagine or think, people are going to be attracted to your light. Not Yes, wh- who you're attracted to or who you're connected to, 
but your light is going to shine so bright that people are going to be like, yo, I want to be connected to her because I need that light. Because sometimes they see who you're connected to and they try to figure out how you do it because we come from the same soil. So how did you grow and I did it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or we come from the same place. How did you do it? And they're going to be connected because they are mo- they they're inspired. And you'll start to learn as you as you really go through life. And I, I don't say you learn it overnight, but you'll start to see the twinkle in their eyes. You'll start to discern by certain keywords they say. Or you'll start to discern like when they sit down for coffee. So, how did and they start asking you questions. Like people sit down and talk to me all the time and ask me to coffee. Ask me to go get coffee just to pick my brain. It's yeah. a fee associated with this. Come on. You can pick my... Consultation fee. Listen, they be trying to pick my brain. I'm like... Baby, this ain't free. I thank you for the coffee, though. Like, <laughs> you want to pay me $7, if coffee is that much, just to get all my years of knowledge? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's a no for me. It's a no. But I will sit down with you, and I will drink coffee, and we'll have a good kiki in time. But guess what? You only just the same like I'm. I'm just not. I mean, unless I'm praying for you or we're talking like motivational, but yeah. just to figure out how I did it. Oh, you don't want to know how I did it. Mm. I crawled for this. Yeah. I, I scraped my knees. I, I broke limbs for this. I stayed up all night. I cried. I still cry. Yeah. You know, so you'll learn when you realize yourself. A lot of times, it's because of the lack of self-worth like mm-hmm. we don't really know like how much we're worth yeah like we don't realize like i really don't have to, like i don't have to do this yeah you know what i mean like jesus paid it all what am i paying for look for? come on say it again jesus paid it all what am i paying for, for? <laughs> like why am i paying for put it? that on the shirt that is good huh yeah that was good that was that was, good. Good. That was, that was in the moment too look, y'all look. that was in the moment <laughs> 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 can i just give a quick shout out to Cardi B because she's gonna listen to this one day, and <laughs> she's gonna be like, "Ow, then my girl." <laughs> and so I love her because I love her too. she's a great representation of authenticity and like, being yourself and being true to yourself. She don't give a uh, nothing. She don't give a zero f's. She has nothing, none of them to give. She has, she no, has f's. no f's. Not an a, not a b, not a c, not a d, not an e, not a f to give <laughs> for what. Uh, she said, "Figure it the f out." Everything is figure outable. That is my quote for today. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, niggas. I hope I wasn't too righteous. Huh? Oh, it's fine. Okay, you well, know I love it. Love y'all, so love y'all. Oh, thanks so much for your insight and your wisdom. I hope you got something from this because I feel like I was a little too rich. But look, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out a little bit. So you know, you get these requests for coffee dates. To pick your brain and figure it out, all it is that DJ knows so I can help myself. So I have three questions that I think people um, who are working to be able to be self-employed or pursue their passion and their creative projects full-time would like to know. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. I would love to give it to. Uh, but but this is free. This is for the free 99. No, I, lo- I really, let me be clear. I do love to give out. <laughs> I love to give out all my information, to be honest. Yeah. I just don't like the fake. Oh, the fakeness associated. Yeah, I don't like, like yes. What you want to? What you need? Like, just <laughs> ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's do coffee. Oh, you just trying to figure out how to start your YouTube? Just ask me. Yeah. Like, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, I have questions, um, and you have answers, and I think this would be super helpful for people who are either working, like, freelance gigs now, looking to get into that realm or build their own business, um, and look, you talking to me too. So, my first question is, 
What are your best tips for naming your price or rate if you want to get into charging for your services and your creative abilities? I always say do your research. See who your competitors are. See what they're doing. Do your research. And also understand that, understand your creativity level. A lot of times we charge in too less because we don't know our work. Mm -hmm. But if we just did our research, you would find like, if you are a photographer, if you are a, you know, a, a, a new blogger, understand algorithm. Like for all bloggers, I always, bloggers, I always say go in and understand your numbers. Learn about engagement and posts and likes. Like if that is something that you really want to start getting paid on, understand what engagement. Really research that. Do all you can. Do workshops. Get Know your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Number two, um, or if you're a freelancer, freelance photographer, makeup artist, um, writer, Anything like that, you really want to do your research. See what other people are charging in your area. Understand your, the state that you live in. Understand those things, right? Just mm -hmm. see what a base rate are. Google will tell you everything you know. Google Look, it. My guess is Google be coming through every time. Google is will be your best friend. Literally. And I say, like, do your don't just Don't just type in how much do. And pick the first one. Pick the first no. Look through all of no, the No, find people that yeah. you admire, that yeah. you, you aspire to be like. Mm -hmm. See what their prices are charging. Yeah. And then you would then, like, okay, well, I know. And be honest with yourself. I know I may not be on that level, or I'm, a, I'm better than her, or mm, forgive me for saying that, better. But if you're a higher, more skilled, yeah, you know, have more experience. You more experience. I hate the word better because I, I definitely just said that wrong. But like, if you have more experience or anything like that, like really just kind of just weigh your options and people and understand that no number is too high because yeah. no number is too low. So definitely do your research. Bet. Great. Thanks. Does that help? Yeah, because I'm trying to name my price right now. Six. Um, <laughs> okay. Question number two. What's the number one mistake you see people make online, on social media, on their blogs, on their YouTube videos, just their platform in general when it comes to their brand? Ooh, um, and I know we've been ratchet this whole show, but, <laughs> but I will say the lack of professionalism. Okay. Like, you make mistakes when you are just unprofessional, misspell words. Yeah. Um, the lack of attention to detail. Yeah, a lack of attention to detail. Um, just the the poor, like the poor. Just you just put it out, just to put it out. Right. That's number one, right? Yeah. Number two, I see people make a mistake of copying and not being true. Like they just mm -hmm. reduplicating what somebody else do. Be true to your brand. Um, and number three, I see the big mistake is is that they're trying to be something that they aren't. Mm -hmm. Trying. Excuse me. I, trying to be big when little got you. Like, start where you are. Yeah. You know, and I, I see the... And number four, people make the biggest mistake by not being consistent. Mm. Lord, you're coming for me. Because you, you, cannot, you cannot see success if you don't be consistent. Right. Did that help? That helped. Sorry. That okay. was good. I hope y'all taking notes. Get your notes out about I mean, there's so many other things that I could touch on, but because I didn't plan, prepare for this. No, but those are really good. Those are really good. So, one more uh, tip, and then we're going to go into some super fun questions. Um, last one is, what are who are some of your favorite women of color creatives, um, entrepreneurs, that we should be following, and why do you love them so much? Mm. 
First, I love Molly Till. That is my goodness. She my is my favorite. Too. You know why? She inspired me to be myself. She inspired yeah. me to not give to give zero Fs about what people feel right. and about what they think and to really walk in my own lane and be who I am authentically and figure it out along the way. Um, another person that I follow is, mm, can I be honest with y'all? I, Keep it real. I really try not to follow a whole bunch of people because like really be intentional about following people because then I find myself as a creative we gain so much inspiration or we try to we end up becoming like them in a sense and Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to find my own voice in this world of Mm -hmm. influence but I really love and as we all Auntie Oprah Michelle Obama those are trailblazers for me that like have put some grit in the in, in the game. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of young, there's so many young professional women of color that are doing it, like Issa Rae and, Love you Issa. know, Miley Till and who else? But I'm really like, I'm an old soul, so I'm really like, I watch and study Oprah Winfrey, Ava DuVernay. Um, DuVernay. Yes. Um, I study them because they have built empires and built brands that are longevity, that cross-pollinate with one another. They're great examples of how you keep going when people say no. Like, what happens when, like, when the naysayers were like, nah, nah, fam, not today. So those are a few people that I will follow, not because of who they are, but follow their journey. Yeah, like and I, the work that they've yes, done. like you don't realize that those are my mentors in a sense. Mentors don't have to be tangible. Yeah, they, you can definitely have virtual mentors. Who else? You know who I'm really proud of right now you should be following? And I think it's because of Faith Sarah Jakes. Like, she legit. I'm, look, I'm halfway between Cardi B and Sarah Jakes. I ain't all the way there yet, but I love her. Like, Sarah Jakes is really just has. Awesome. Change the game. Lord, unleash my hand. Oh, yes. listen, y'all Look. need to be following her and be listening Look. to her messages yes. and what she's saying because I feel like I connect with her because she's not afraid to be, be trans- herself, be herself, and yes. be transparent about her struggle and where yeah, she comes yeah, from. Yeah. And with her having such great leadership and her father being the one of the hugest trailblazers of of our generation, of and her generation, I feel like it's so important that you really can like find people that aren't ashamed to be themselves, but right. know how to keep it cute. Right. Love Sarah. Love her. She's um, my fave. I think that's... <sighs> those are your faves? I think those are my faves right now. Right now. Issa Rae, Sarah Jakes, Oprah Winfrey, Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. Is that everybody? I think so. I mean, I feel shame because I don't got a long list. No, but... it's fine. Okay. It's fine. We rooting for everybody black over we here. We are. <laughs> We are. Oh, okay. Rapid fire questions. Ready? Okay. All right. Voice to men or new edition? Voice to men. Really? No, no, I'm lying. New edition. Oh, okay. girl, I was judging you. Ooh, new edition. My bad, my bad, y'all. <laughs> my bad, y'all. Don't judge me. Don't take my black heart. Please don't. Revoke. Don't revoke me. I, I said I spoke too soon. I okay. Spoke too soon. I'm not good at multiple choice. <laughs> Cute and say 
You know, I don't know TV, but the last time I had a crush on TV was Idris Elba. Listen, he's still fine. Huh? I would build a. I don't know none of the new, the new, the new. He's still fine. He's still fine. I don't know none of the new boys. I don't know none of the new boys. Oh, see, Keith Powers was one of the new boys. I Is that in um from New Edition? He played Ronnie. Keith Sweat. You said Keith who? Keith Powers. Oh, Keith Powers. Not Keith Sweat, Lord. You know who I look? Luke James is fine too. It's a man. It's yeah. a man. It's a whole man. It's a zaddy. You know that dude that was on um, <laughs> Girls Trip is cute too. Which one? Oh, Kofi. um, Kofi. 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 See, I'm, I'm terrible, y'all. Don't judge me. Y'all judging my whole life right now. Okay, next. <laughs> Okay. Mario used to be the one though. Like, let me love you, Mario. Yes, you should let me love you. I'm judging let you. Me <laughs> With the cornrows when he cut his hair. When he cut his hair. Look, yeah, he was kind of fine. He was kind. He was real fine. <laughs> okay. Um, dream vacation spot. Ooh, Fiji. Really? Why? Mm-hmm. So gorgeous and clean. I've never been, and the tickets are a lot of money, so I figured it a was a lot of money. Yeah, vacation, dream vacation, Fiji. But I'm a more of a rugged type of girl. Like, take me to, like, Japan or something. Ooh, I feel that. Yeah. That's cute. I'm a rugged type of girl. <laughs> Let me go to Greece. Okay, so since you... Ooh, I love Greece. Mm-hmm. Ooh, tickets is too grand. I want to go to Santorini. Mm, I don't even know what that said, but I'm going <laughs> to go. I'm sick of you. Um, <laughs> okay, so since you are the makeup artist here... um. Name your favorite brand. Ooh. My favorite brand right now for women of color. Or you can break it down for eyes, face, and lips if you need to. Okay, so don't judge me. But Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Sing it. Sing it. Maybelline. No, I ain't got Give me something. That may. Stop playing with me. This nigga turned into a leader maker real quick. <laughs> okay. I'm dead. Uh um Maybelline, I would say, you know what? I'm going to keep it cute and say that Maybelline has a really good line for women of color and this okay. drugstore. I I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm not really a product junkie like I still ain't got Fenty. Who judging me? If you judging me right now, Look, log because off. Because my mama friend loved me so much, she cash out me some money so I can be a part of the trend cuz I ain't got it. I'm like, who I I mean, <laughs> and I and I tested it. Fenty a little watery for my liking. Liking. Oh. Give me some black opal, you know, give me some cream. I'm a, I'm old oh, school, y'all. Okay, Don't judge okay. me. I got some old souls in me, so you know, I'm like That's some cream. Yeah, give me give me a little cream something. <laughs> I'm not gonna give me full coverage, you know. <laughs> so I, I really enjoy Maybelline, and I do like Fenty, y'all. The Fenty crew gonna come for me, but um, <laughs> Maybelline and Black Opal are a bomb. So if you're on a budget and you're trying to get some quick finds that you can definitely find your color, definitely Maybelline or Black Opal. It's, they're both under ten dollars or Ooh. maybe eleven. Amen. Yeah, get you a good promo though. <laughs> put that out there that just just saying <laughs> um for my eyes i just got into okay so morphe palette is clutch okay if you haven't gotten you a morphe palette or a morph whatever you want to call it i think it's morphe i think it's definitely morphe if you're, are you calling it morph no i feel like Stop. it needs to be two e's on there morphe get it together like morphe <laughs> or why am i gonna like Like, is there an apostrophe on it, my nigga? Like, 
No, if you um, if you're on a budget, like I'm, I'm very budget friendly because yeah. I feel like who got millions of dollars? I mean, somebody do, but not I. But for what though? What you spending it on when you can get a new Morphe palette? <laughs> um, eyes Morphe, my favorite for my eyebrows is definitely an old classic. It's going to be Mac Cosmetics, mm. uh, spiked. Spiked or- is my jam. Yeah. It pulls me through when I don't want to be pulled, right? Um, <laughs> but I love Women of Color. I love um, Hoovia's Place. It is black-owned. It's an eyeshadow that. place. It's really good. Cool. Then there's Crayon. Dang, I forgot the name. She's going to link some links below. Hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully. There's another eye out of her page. makeup brand that I like. <laughs> but um, as far as lips, ColourPop is bomb. ColourPop is you can get that for the low six dollars. Uh, lip bar is bomb. Yes. Um, color de jour is bomb. Have you tried their um, makeup brushes and their setting spray? Super bomb. I um, mean, those are black owned women of color. Okay, you know we trying to. Yeah, this is trying, a space for my favorite powder is Sasha Buttercup. Sasha Buttercup. That is black owned as well. She's lit. Uh, what else? That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> so. Um, I claim this year as a year of intention, as well as a year of discipline for myself. And so we kind of shared that on my podcast. Um, a lot of people respond well to the year of intention. So that's just what it's going to be. Yes. But um, in your own personal life and for your own personal and professional goals, what is like your word, your overarching word for the year that you're claiming for 2018? Fearless. Okay. Um, for me... I'm be honest, I've been scared to do a lot of things because, you know, we, I ain't gonna lie, we do get caught up like, oh wait, should I not do this, should I do this, mm-hmm. should I not do this? And you be just be scared. Yeah. I'm looking, fearless, I'm coming for everything this year. Ooh. I'm you said for, that from the gut. No, I'm coming for I wish for I saw her face. She had her, her chin up a little bit. <laughs> she was like looking down like, I'm, I will cut you. I'm coming for everything this year. <laughs> I'm coming for it all. Like, whatever I'm afraid to do, I'm just going to do, do it. it. Whether I fail or succeed. Yeah. Um, but that's a part so, of, like, the lesson. And it can yeah. be a part of your story and being transparent later on down the line when yes. you get to where you need to go. Yeah. So, fearless for me. Um, intentional is just my, my my word all every year. It's just, that's my middle name. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> I wish I could see my shoulder. Look, she got that shoulder bounce. Hey, um, <laughs> intentional is really something that I am very big on: integrity mm-hmm. um, yeah. and character. Like, yeah. y'all, I have, to, I had to go through the most character building. Integrity is, ooh, that's not even a word. Look, but we're gonna make it a word because you said it from the gut. Listen, Can I get an amen? I, listen, <laughs> this, but this year is being unashamed, right. fearless. Yeah, um, all those good words, all those synonyms. <laughs> Select. Look up. <laughs> I'm a nut. Okay, log off. And we're done. Good night. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, thanks so much, DJ. Of course. I love you so much, and y'all just kind of got like I love you too. Insights to our conversations that we have, and um. I don't know. I'm just so grateful for her friendship, and she's Likewise. like the big sister that I never had, and I love her so much. And I really feel like like when I'm talking to her, or I listen to her speak, I'm like looking at myself in like the next eight to ten years, like wow, bro. Um, but you she's got a lot to look forward. To. 
<laughs> I, I just pray that in eight to ten years you're so much better than me and you're so much well off. So if I can give you everything that I know before give you it to me, girl. listen, just li- just listen. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I give like you know the biggest thing with us, we just don't listen. People, life, people, things, opportunities. Yeah. All talk to us. Yeah. We just got to learn to listen. Gotta listen. So Shut up and listen. Sh- shit up. Shit up. And listen. But yeah, I'm super <laughs> honored to be on the show today, the this podcast. And I'm super grateful. And I hope that you guys, you got something out of it. I don't yes. do this often because I'm, I, I, I be scared. Just a little scared. I be scared. <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Thanks for coming. I love you so much. I love um, you too. Tell the people where they can find you at. You can find your girl Ay. on Instagram. Ay. You Ay. can look me up and find me Ay. on Instagram. Yeah. You what? can like my picture and then you say Ushi Van. Oh, Ushi Van. Oh, Ushi Van. Did I really just get some vibes? Just, just a little taste. Just a little taste. Okay, okay, okay. Just a little taste. You gotta follow her for the rest. Yeah, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram. At J underscore Ivory like the soap. Um, little <laughs> Don't judge me. You're judging but me. But why do I have Ivory soap in my shower right well, now? Listen, why my middle name is Ivory though? So that's oop, I gave you a little fact about me. <laughs> um, my middle name is Ivory, but yeah, you can find me at J underscore Ivory, super easy, easy like the soap. Um <laughs> you say like the soap one more time. And I like the soap. No, because I've been going in a time. I guess no I E. Like the soap. I B O R Y. J underscore I B O R Y. I really like the soap. Um, you can find me also over at the Clarity House Agency. Just the Clarity House on Instagram, Facebook. Everything's the same. Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email J Ivory at the Clarityhouse.com if you're trying to talk to a girl. You yeah. know, I love to talk to y'all. Email me. She's so sweet. We can set up a date. You know, I will go to coffee if you say I listen I listen to you, I'll hustle. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you say yeah. I heard y'all the real plug. But um, if you say you heard it all, hustle so I can set up a coffee day. We can we can go somewhere cute downtown, do something for the gram, you know. Oh, like, that's real cute. Get a little uh, flat lay or something, you know. I'm dead at the flat lay, get but you little... know we love a good flat lay over Don't brunch. we love a flat lay? <laughs> Content. I'm so dead. <laughs> well, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. This was a really long episode, but I don't even care, and I know you don't because it was good. What's it? I you hope know? I did. I talked too much, huh? Yeah, but I talked too much, so I think we was just the wrong people to put together. But it's mm. all right; they gonna love it. The people okay. gonna love it. <laughs> um, but announcements. Yeah. We are in the second week of my book club. So if you didn't listen to the first episode or if you didn't know, if you're not following the Instagram page, I don't know why, but you should go follow it. It's hustle.soul on Instagram. And we started a book club. It was going to be a black girl book club, but we got a few boys in there and I ain't even mad. Um, So right now we are reading The Hollywood Commandments, The Spiritual Guide to Secular Success by Devon Franklin. It's an amazing book. We have dived in and our conversations are just like so full. They lift me up and everyone brings their insight to the table and to the group message from what they've taken away from the book. And I think that's been confirmation for a lot of people with where they are um, in their professional lives. So um, it's not too late to join if you feel like taking a whole day and catching up. But either way, I definitely recommend the book. Um, and we will be starting again the second week of February with a new book. 
I will be announcing that to the group first and then to you guys on social media, but it's going to be a fun one. So if you're interested in joining the book club, shoot us a DM at hustle.soul on Instagram and we will get you hooked up and LinkedIn and plugged into the group. We have about 20 people right now in the book club. Um, I'm just really excited about the year. It's a swig. She over here pouring another swig, y'all. We was laughing because she said take a swig of this drink. And I said, you know what? I ain't never heard a white person say swig a day in my life. <laughs> take a swig. It's a swig. It's a swig. It's a swig. <laughs> But thanks so much, DJ, for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Make sure you give her a follow. Shoot her a comment or a DM if Please, you Please, I would love to talk to you guys. She's talking about definitely if you have a brand or a platform that you're trying to grow here in 2018. Because 2018 is lit. 2018 is going to be our Cardi B year. Listen. Um, head over to the Clarity House on Instagram. Let them hook you up. Send them your shmoney. They're going to get you right. <laughs> but thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Love you. Until next month. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All we do is hope and we give hope to strive.